You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the May 7th episode of the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G. Thank you very much for making me a part of your day. Coming up in segment number one, I got a very long series of tweets from a listener that calls themselves Thunder and Lightning. And he had not the craziest idea of what the Thunder could do with Paul George and how Oklahoma City could start the rebuilding process. So we'll get into a little bit of that. And more importantly, as we expound on that, we'll talk about the pressure that Sam Presti is under and and the masters that Sam Presti has to serve. One of which is the Oklahoma City Thunder fan base and why Sam Presti is making the moves that he is making over the last couple of years. In segment number two, I'll draw some more parallels between the New England Patriots and the Oklahoma City Thunder. And believe it or not, Carmelo Anthony and Tom Brady, these two guys have a couple of things in common, and it's not celebrity wives, but it will show you sort of where the mind of an athlete is the later they get in their career and as their skills start to diminish. And we'll get to hear from Sam Presti coming up in that segment about team chemistry, Carmelo Anthony, sort of what the Thunder's goal will be over the next few weeks and hopefully the next few years. And then finally, we'll wrap it up talking a little bit about the NBA playoffs today. And I'll tell you straight up right now, I haven't been watching the conference semifinals right now, and I don't feel guilty about that, not one bit, considering the fact that it looks like most of these series are going to start to wrap up very soon. Then I'll jump back in as soon as we get to the conference finals. If you like what you're hearing, and I hope you do, then log on to LockedOnThunder.com. We've got all our podcast archive. We've even got audio and video from players and coaches. And if you want to hear Mo Cheeks talk about getting inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame, it's there at Locked on Thunder. If you would like to hear that Carmelo Anthony press conference, which is sort of like playing a... It's sort of like playing a hot record on a CHR station. All right, CHR, that's Current Hits Radio. That's what that means. Anyway, Carmelo Anthony is a hit right now. And you can hear his entire exit interview, the Sam Presti exit interview. It's all there at LockedOnThunder.com. Just to quickly introduce myself, my name is Eric G. I did radio in Oklahoma City here for a while. I've covered the Thunder now for five years and enjoyed every minute of that. I get the privilege of going to the games, going to practices, and then bringing you sort of the stories that the players and the coaches want, and then I like to inject my own opinions. I'd also like to thank the guys at Thunder Digest for allowing me to uh, advertise via their Twitter stream, and hopefully... Hopefully, we can get the G League podcast going now that uh, the offseason's here and we all have a little bit more time to breathe. So let's jump into segment number one. I'd like to thank Thunder and Lightning for this suggestion because it's not crazy. When you sit down and put it on paper, what this guy is talking about is not the most lunatic idea I've heard about the Oklahoma City Thunder. And believe me, I've heard some crazy ideas as far as how the Thunder should operate, what they're doing wrong. And what this guy suggests is doing a sign and trade with Paul George. You trade him to the Lakers. You get either Kyle Kuzma or you get Brandon Ingram for him. Brandon Ingram. And then you'll probably have to take on the Luau Dane contract. And honestly, it's not bad. If Paul George wants to go to Los Angeles and you know you're going to lose him, 
I'm all for the sign and trade. And if you can get Brandon Ingram, heck, if you could get Lonzo Ball for Paul George in a heartbeat, go ahead, do it. That way you're not left just letting him go for nothing. You took a risk, and then all of a sudden you're just left holding the bag. The other thing that Thunder and Lightning wants to do is go out and get Trey Young and possibly trade Russell Westbrook. And I know what you're thinking. Well, why would we do that? Trey Young's an unproven commodity. Yes, especially in the last part of his season, it was a little nuts. He's also got a lot of moving pieces that he wants to put together. I don't see that happening. Now, Russell, what trading Russell Westbrook, I don't think is nuts because Russ is prime trading material right now. He's under contract. He's 28. And if there is some team out there that believes they can get Russell Westbrook to play any different than what he has done in Oklahoma City, that's something I'd like to see. I'd, I'd like to see another team take Russell Westbrook on and see if they can have more control over Russell Westbrook than what the Thunder have right now. It's really not possible. But here's the problem that Sam Presti faces. Is Sam Presti serving a couple of masters here? One, obviously being Clay Bennett, the owner of the Oklahoma City Thunder, and two, the Oklahoma City Thunder fans. And as much as I love the Oklahoma City Thunder fan base, of which I am a member of, the Thunder fans have gotten to a point, and, and especially if you're outside kind of listening to this, trying to figure out what's going on here, a lot of Thunder fans feel like they are owed a championship. And they don't want to hear about the injury that happened to Russell Westbrook the year that James Harden was traded, or the injury that happened to Kevin Durant, which kept the Thunder out of the playoffs altogether, or Serge Ibaka getting hurt. They, they don't want to hear about all that. It's not a fan base that accepts, in air quotes, excuses, even though if those excuses are valid reasons, which the Oklahoma City Thunder certainly have valid reasons why they have not won a championship. It just doesn't sit well here. People want that ring. And I think there's also a sense around Oklahoma City Thunder fans as they get that the opportunities to earn those rings don't come along very often, so you need to take advantage of it while you can because you are in a small market and you can't operate the way that the Celtics or the Knicks or the Lakers do. You can't bank on free agents. You've got to draft. You've got to make trades. And when you sign guys, you've got to make wise decisions, which I think we can all agree the Thunder hasn't always done that. They've done a really good job of building a team and sustaining excellence, for lack of a better term, but they have made some very questionable signings. So it puts Sam Presti in a bind this year. And I'm sorry if I've already played this once. I feel like I have, but this is Sam Presti talking about here what the Thunder would be willing to pay to keep Paul George around, which means going deeper into the luxury tax, possibly going into the repeater tax if they need to, and sort of that whole idea that for the last few years, the Thunder have been competing at a very high level and feel the need to compete at a high level because the last thing you want is to play in front of an empty peak. You also have cycles of your team. Um, Russell Westbrook is in the, the prime of his career uh, and the opportunity to extend what was a, what has been a 10-year um, you know, run to further that is and potentially could come at a great cost. But that cost is not a cost that's going to be going in perpetuity. It could be a one-year significant spend uh, in order to, to retain a player like George in the best years of, of, of Westbrook's career. 
And it's also not historically something that we've been doing. So you kind of come to these points in time, and the, the alternative would be to, uh, you know, rebuild the team and go in a different direction. Uh, on the heels of the 16 free agency, we had that choice. We chose to keep competing. We chose to keep going to see if we could find a way to stay at an elite level. Uh, I understand. We're disappointed. The, the year did not go to the level that we want. But the foundation that we have and the ability to keep a player like Paul George, given the fact that we've, we're you know, 11 or 12 over, the, over the, the course of 10 years, it could take that for a year in order to continue to, the 10-year the run. And it hasn't been something we've been doing for a long time. So um, the answer is, is that's how we get expensive. I'm not sure that any GM in the association wants to trade places with Sam Presti this year and have the issues that he does. It, it seems like, yeah, if you're in Phoenix, you might want to take on the Thunder's problems. Or even if you're the Lakers right now, you might want to take on the Thunder's problems outside looking in. But the answer is no. Because not only might you lose Paul George and get nothing in return for him unless you could do a sign and trade, but you could lose Jeremy Grant for nothing. You could possibly lose Raymond Felton, which I know a lot of people are thinking that that's not a big loss. But if the Thunder want to compete, they need to get a whole lot better bench play. And Raymond Felton was your only consistent bench player last year. Plus, we say this time and time again, veteran leadership in that clubhouse. You need guys that can smooth over the damage that Russell Westbrook does to other players. And again, damage, sort of a strong word there. Because as Steven Adams has talked about, Russell has very high standards. But the last thing you want, especially if you're going to have a young core moving forward, which the Thunder very well could, is to have Russell Westbrook mentally beat down players. And for the Thunder and Russell Westbrook, and we talked about Russell changing his approach, not only off the on the court, but off the court as well. And... For the conversation, think about the conversation Sam Presti has to have this summer. You've got to have the conversation with Paul George, and you have to keep selling him the way that Presti does. You've got to have the conversation with Carmelo Anthony about what role he's willing to accept with the Thunder. Then that becomes a conversation with Clay Bennett on how much you're willing to pay Carmelo Anthony to take a hike. Carmelo Anthony, how much are you willing to accept if you take a hike? There's... There's a lot there, and then there's the conversation with Russell Westbrook on how he can be a more inclusive player. And one of the reasons I've always said that you can't make Russ change his game is because if you make Russ ever change who he is, either on and off the court, he will cease to be as successful. He just falls into that rare category that certain athletes fall into um, Baker Mayfield, I think we've used him in his example, Brett Favre. And I'm sorry if I'm getting redundant here, but this is who Russell Westbrook is. And whether you're bringing guys in or whether Russell Westbrook's going to another team, the minute you say, don't be yourself, guys like that are no longer successful. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G. Thanks again for listening. We're part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Coming up next, it's segment number two of the Locked on Thunder podcast. We'll jump back into the Carmelo Anthony ordeal, the the Carmelo Anthony conundrum, and we'll talk about the big thing that Carmelo Anthony and Tom Brady have in common. As you can probably guess, Carmelo Anthony 
and Tom Brady. I gave that tease. What what Tom Brady and Carmelo Anthony have in common? It's it's not championships. That that's that's the most obvious thing. What it is is both Tom Brady and Carmelo Anthony are in denial. Straight up denial about their diminishing skills and about how much longer they have in their respective sports. I guess in Carmelo's case, how much longer you have to be an effective player on a championship caliber team. That's what Carmelo Anthony's facing right now. And in short, it's mortality. The Patriots, I'm going to say this, I can't believe I'm saying this, but the Patriots should have cut Tom Brady after the Super Bowl. Should have been absolutely done with him. The problem is, is they can't cut him because they're allowing Tom Brady to run the organization and he got Jimmy Garoppolo traded to the 49ers. So now you're stuck with an aging Tom Brady whose wife doesn't want him to play football because of the concussions that he has. Carmelo Anthony's also facing his mortality, and he's speaking about it now in some very open and honest terms, and it's refreshing to hear a guy like Carmelo Anthony talk. He's in complete denial, but at least he's giving you honesty because a lot of guys will try and hide it. It's also making big issues for the Oklahoma City Thunder. One thing that can be said about the Thunder, despite their lack of success on the court this year, is that these guys seem to get along. That was something that was echoed in every interview that the Thunder did this year. Carmelo Anthony couldn't have been more complimentary of Russ. Russ couldn't have been more complimentary of Carmelo Anthony and Paul George and Jeremy Grant. And Paul George played the game as well. Now, if they're not getting along, it's probably not something that we'll ever find out until the book on the Oklahoma City Thunder is written by most likely Royce Young. That's who I think, or Fred Katz. But they are at least giving giving us reason to believe that they all get along and they all like playing together and at least like hanging out. And and that's tough. that's part of the battle. Now, there's different ways to judge chemistry. There's on the court, there's off the court. And that's something that Sam Presti talked about in his exit interview and, well, how the Thunder are going to proceed as long as these guys continue to get along. And I don't want to speak to the relationships of the guys because they all have their personal relationships and their playing relationships. Um... You know, you don't have to, not everybody has to hold hands and go to dinner every night to have great chemistry. Um, And there's guys that could have a hard time with each other on the floor that are best friends off the floor. So, I mean, I don't know the status of of that. Other than my experience is generally that that players want other players to do what, you know, is best for them. In in, in, In Mello's case, Carmelo's case, you know, as I said earlier, He's simply being honest about whether or not he feels like um, he can commit another year to to playing this role. I appreciate the candor. I respect it. Um, You know, and and that's those are the conversations we have to have. And there'll be a method to that. And we'll sort it out. You know, he's a pro. He's been nothing but a pro since he's been here. I don't know what effect that has on other people. but we'll all work together. I mean, that's one of the things about us that we've tried to continue to foster, which is just, like, let's work through these things. It's pro sports. It's in a cauldron of people focusing on every word and every uh, every tweet and all that stuff. I think at the end of the day, you've got to deduce it down to just human beings trying to understand what everyone's trying to accomplish and see if we can bring ourselves all together to do that. Um, 
I personally really like the foundation that we have on a human level. Like I do. I think that the group is really connected. Um, we've got to get ourselves stronger in the controllable areas and the consistent areas. We own that. With that being said, we're going to do what we always do here in Oklahoma City. We're going to take where we are and we're going to compete. We're going to keep coming. We're going to keep our eye on the ball and figure out the ways we can get better. And we're going to keep standing up and finding ways that we can take this group and get it to another level. And that's collective. That's everybody. That's from myself to every single person that's in the building. I want to be a fly on the wall when Sam Presti has that conversation with Carmelo Anthony. Because if Carmelo Anthony is as emotional as he was with us when he was doing his exit interview with Sam Presti, then that's going to be a sight to behold. Because Sam is a calm, cool, and collected guy, but I don't even know if Sam Presti can keep it together as Carmelo Anthony's telling him, you got to give me the ball. You've got to get me more involved in the offense. I'm not going to be a wallflower and just sit over here and allow you to to let Russell Westbrook and Paul George be the stars. You brought me in. I want to make a difference. And Sam Presti's going to say, well, we are paying you $28 million, which is way more than you're worth. You say that you won't take a bench roll, but we're going to have to cut your minutes. It's one or the other. Either you go on the bench or you start and we cut your minutes. That's it. That's it. That's the only two choices that are there for Carmelo Anthony. And him, Billy Donovan, the agent, everybody involved, that will be an intense set of meetings. And honestly, as much as the Thunder want to make Paul George a priority and he is the number one priority. I think having that conversation with Carmelo Anthony first and foremost is the most important thing that the Thunder can do all offseason long because if there's any chance that Paul George has an issue with Carmelo Anthony and doesn't think that he should be playing the role that Melo thinks Melo should be playing, then take care of the Carmelo Anthony situation first. That way you can go to Paul George and say, look, we've got that off our plate. Now we want you to come back. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up next, why I don't feel guilty about not watching the playoffs. Thanks for joining us today here on Locked on Thunder. I'm Eric G., your gracious and humble host. I think I've said that three times today, so I I apologize. I apologize for any redundancies that you may be hearing. Um, I'm not watching the playoffs. And I know our fearless leader, David Locke, wanted us to like take the last segment and talk about the playoffs, but I don't feel guilty about watching these playoffs because the Jazz and the Golden State Warriors have just proven what we have known all along. Maybe we were sort of like Carmelo Anthony, a little bit in denial about this had the Thunder been able to make it past the, the first round, but we should have known by watching the regular season that the rest of the Western Conference was at a great distance behind the Houston Rockets and the Golden State Warriors. And that is just playing out right now. The Warriors are going to eliminate the Pelicans. Rockets are going to eliminate the Jazz. And then what's going to happen? And and I'm willing to bet money on this. It'll be a six-game series at the most, and Golden State will take down Houston. 
Not that Houston's not a good team, and they beat Golden State a couple of times during the regular season, but this is where experience kicks in. And this is where swag kicks in, and Golden State has it in abundance that Houston just doesn't. This is old-school NBA right here, which if you go back to the 80s and the 90s, watching teams like the Pistons, watching teams like the Bulls to a lesser extent, but it's almost like everybody had to pay their dues. You had to learn how to become a champion, and that's what's going to happen to the Rockets over the next two years. They're going to spend time trying to figure out how to beat the Golden State Warriors. And as long as the Warriors have guys like Draymond Green on their team and a goon like Zaza Pachulia, they will be able to get over, especially with Draymond Green, because apparently he can text KD at 4 o'clock in the morning and KD responds. Which, let me ask this, and maybe we've talked about this on our show. I can't remember because we've done a lot of podcasts since I've got going on this. But why is it that Kevin Durant will respond to a bully like Draymond Green, but not a bully, in air quotes, like Russell Westbrook? Why is it all right for Draymond to text you at 4 o'clock and tell you to get off your butt and do something, but not Russ? Oh, yeah, I remember it's because Russ has the ball. And Russ believes that he can score in the last few minutes as well. And Draymond is never going to take that away from Kevin Durant. Okay, yeah, that, that makes total it makes total sense now. Clear as day. And, and over in the East, LeBron James is proving me wrong. I thought the Raptors would win that series. But LeBron, you are the man. Death taxes and LeBron James in the NBA Finals. And just hopefully Golden State and Cleveland will be a lot of fun to watch. That wraps up today's episode of the Locked on Thunder podcast. We will be back tomorrow. Looking forward to talking more Thunder basketball with you. Until then, ELE, everybody love everybody. And peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked on Thunder. Your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.